What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Top 10% Podcast. It's Dan, your host again, and we're coming at you on Monday, September 19th. Everything's kind of all over the place right now for us. We've been super, super busy all over as seasons are kicking off in all the states here in the Midwest and even into the South, and and, and I think pretty much everywhere is starting to roll around now. So um, either way, we uh, first, before we get rolling this week, thank you guys for all who have tuned in and uh also the likes and all of the messages and stuff we're getting we do appreciate uh, what you guys are doing for us and the growth that's coming to the podcast and uh, all of the listeners out there so thank you for that again um if you haven't been to our youtube checking out our content you're going to want to get there as we start dropping this deer content as well as some other things we're trying to get stuff on there weekly um, so top 10% hunting at YouTube, you're going to find, uh, all of our deer management footage and a bunch of other things coming at you. And we'll hopefully have that stuff rocking and rolling soon. Um, the other thing is the website. If you haven't been there, it's top 10% hunting.com as well. There's a lot of things. There's some changes that are still going on on the website. Um, so you're going to see some stuff show up differently. And then as we start bringing in some other, other added portions to that, you can also be able to find our media content there as well. So just uh, it's probably going to change a little bit over the next uh, couple of weeks, but nonetheless, uh, it is up and running again uh, fully after a full grand revamping, I guess. Not really a reopening, but a grand revamping of the website. So again, thank you all, and uh, I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. This one's going to be a little bit different. I'm going to switch the roles around, and uh, I'm kind of going to let tribal host and we're going to do a podcast with um, myself as kind of talking about my Kentucky hunt and then uh, we'll give you a little update as far as where we're at and what we're doing. So stay tuned. <laughs> Bro, I just shot T-Bar. Oh my God. Look at that talk. This episode of the Top 10% Podcast is brought to you by Top 10% Hunting Headquarters, located in Coldwater, Michigan, your premier AR manufacturing outlet. Let's get back to your host, Dan Carter, of the Top 10% Podcast. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, It is Dan, and I have got Tribal in here with me today. And uh, first and foremost, let's... uh, What's happening, everybody? Yeah, uh, let's go right into like where we're at and what we're doing, and then we'll get into the the grind of of the today's podcast. So, well, we're chasing chasing deer, missed opening day in Missouri. Um, but it was still, hot. It was hot. It was very hot. Got cold front coming in. Uh, big deer on the camera in Kentucky still. Hmm. Um, got Ohio. Still trying to lock in and try to figure out where the bigger deer are there. We got a lot of does. Um, Indiana food plots are coming in good. Mm-hmm. Michigan's looking red hot. Um, just a lot of hunting going on and a lot of executing and a lot of clients getting ready to come up. And, 
you know, they're getting, their seasons are coming in. Lots of pl- planning, planning yeah, coming just, to fruition. It's just been a whirlwind the last two weeks of um, weather patterns and chasing a big, big mature whitetail. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've had we've had quite a first two weeks of nineteenth. So we're what three weeks of actual hunting, right? Not even really, because it started what Kentucky started fourth. the third, fourth, fourth, whatever. Yeah, so we're about two and a half weeks in. Yeah, we got a, a solid twelve days of hunting. Mm-hmm. So, so MBK's got about eighty hours on stand. Mm-hmm. I got about four sits in, and I think you had two. Well, I mean, technically, I floated out the first night. <laughs> And then, well, we'll get into that story. We don't want to tell that yet. So, um, but yeah, so it's, um, I mean, but that's that's kind of what it is, guys. We're out there. We're grinding. We're trying to figure out. Uh, we're patterning some deer that, uh, like you said, Michigan's red hot. We, I think we all have some perspective stuff to go here in Michigan. We've got a lot of good deer that we're watching um, and, and kind of know where they're going to be. Yeah, hometown is um, hometown. Yeah. It's always good to have a, a backup plan. But when the iron's hot in the out of state, you gotta gotta go. Really hard to not try to capitalize on when you got the intel and you're getting closer and closer and closer. It's really been right. We we called our shots. We did do that in Kentucky, and with the opener being the way it was, and everything else, it, it to have the success that that we had was fantastic um and the ups and the downs and we're we'll get into that i'll 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 break you into the moment here in a minute um Mm -hmm. well here we are we had weather come back to 80 degrees to 90 on wednesday in most states yep we got missouri on shut down no reason to go and then we're going to have a dilemma of do we hunt Michigan or Missouri that first week of October. Um, right, because we really don't have anything targeted even in, you know, th- that we know of for sure. We got these new properties, and that's that's part of what it is, guys. We're, we're learning these new properties. Indiana opens on the Indiana first. Indiana opens on the first. Kentucky, or whatever, not Kentucky. Um, we've got Ohio that opens this weekend. Not even a... Right, we don't have we get you know what I mean. We, we don't even have a game plan there yet. And myself, uh, Illinois opens the first, so now we're all looking at at different angles and what we're going to do. What's our plan of attack? Like you said, do we stay here? Do we run? Do we you don't know what? It's tough. This is the dilemma. You get a you get a property <laughs> like Kentucky and the iron's hot, and we feel like it's going to be hot for another two weeks. When I mean hot, I mean we're we've executed very very well and then you got new farm in indiana that hasn't produced very many deer but the deer are starting to show back up so we didn't utilize the baiting and we know the neighbors were baiting really really hard Mm -hmm. and all we did were food plots and 
the deer are starting to show up on those food plots. Have we seen any shooters? We've seen one possible shooter. Yep. We did have some early intel when we, we did mineral a, a early, way, way early, early in early. spring. Yeah, when we first went there. And we did get some intel. We did have some, some deer in there then, but I think they just moved out to wherever they were baiting close by. And or We had at least four bucks that were, that were potential. potential. Yeah. One of them's back. Yep. Um, split brow. Missouri's been something I've hunted for years, so we could come back there during the rut. We know how to run it. We could get down there in mid-October. Probability's high. Run it. Um, we got a lot of history. We know where to go. We know how to move, and, and that's quick. So that's kind of the dilemma we're in. We're in hunting new farms, and... Ohio has just been nothing but a, a, been just literally nothing but a doe parade, absolute doe after doe after doe after doe after doe, and EHD's not far from our area. Um, we're hoping that EHD didn't reach our area. Yeah, I hope this cold front comes in and you know they get a couple, you know, some frost or something down there that really shuts that down. But, but I don't know. It's all new to us, right? We don't know anything about giant that. giant woods. We did what you know the. Best ways that we could. We got six, seven cameras down there right now. Mm-hmm. And we finally got one seven point. He's mature. Yeah. On camera. But you would think Ohio, they would just be popping up, but it's just not the case. But I mean, I mean, we do have, we do have some intel. I did, you know, in scouting missions, I did see two mature deer locally close to the property. And when I say locally close to the property within, one or two parcels away so we have some potential there neither of them were that seven point so i mean i think that there is it's just a matter of time and and we have the we have the doe parade going already so that's a good thing for us so as long as the does keep coming we know that the bucks will eventually show but we a lot lot of season no no reason to panic no yeah not yet No, no when you hear us, panic when you now, hear us in December, it might be a different story. Well, if we but, get down there and start finding deer, then we know what happened. Yeah, the but, deer are there. You can't just get rid of all the deer and then mm. you can't have that many does and not have no bucks. No, I, no. that buck to doe ratio is a bunch of garbage. Um, that's a whole other podcast. But different episode. That's yeah. just garbage in in any kind in the Midwest. If we ain't Texas, so I don't even really want to hear it. Um, but we're on the board, and, and we had one of the most epic weather wild rides uh, for the opener Kentucky. I mean, we came in there, set four sets, three of the sets, and we knew we had sure fire on a deer and possibly two that we... Well, potentially really, two at the one site, too. Yeah, yeah. and we really thought we could possibly come up with a triple um and we even knew we had a, our partner the sea king over in the other side mm-hmm. and we had the property next to him and we knew there was a shooter over there it was a shooter that i didn't want to chase nor did cal want to chase so we were dropping that intel to him and opener with opening day I did not hunt, and with that, I'll break into you. You could explain our epic journey, (laughs) our freaking weather 
Well, I mean, I think we, we need to go back, style back. I mean, like you mentioned it earlier. Like, I, I mean, I hate to sound whatever, but we called the shots. We went in. We had the intel. We went in. We went into a brand new farm. We had some whatever with it early on. We won't even get into that. There's no need to. But we we oh, go. We'll, we'll go into it because I don't. I don't. I don't. We could say it. We literally went into this farm that got split into two, mm-hmm. and the guys I had it prior got it for free. Were they pissed? Absolutely, they were pissed they that were. they lost the side because, but they still had a side. Shit just got off. It got the, it got kind of ugly for yeah, a minute. It got ugly real fast. Neighbors get pissed, and especially since these guys got smoked off of one side, they had to pick a side. They got the choice side, and then they chose to be dinks. Yeah, it's just simply a dink. If you're a dink, you're a dink. I mean, you know, I'll say it. I'm I'm tired of sugarcoating shit. No, and and it's not it's not worth sugarcoating. I mean, it, right? It's kind of one of those things that I think lots of people go through things similar to this. I mean, it's it's like you you run into whether you're on public, you're on private, or wherever. People have issues with you know, and we all need to ultimately what it all boils down to. Without elaborating into the story or going any further into it. I think We're we, all on the same. I think, I think we should share this a little bit. But no, not in a, I in don't. In a very I, professional way. I'm trying to be professional about I it. But I am being really, professional. When I know you, you are. Because what we did <laughs> and what we pulled off, okay, me and Kyle come down to this property. Dan finds property. Me and Kyle go down there. We take my wife's truck. It's got the little pink dice hanging in the mirror. And we make an appointment. And we know kind of a little bit what the property is. We've already virtually right. scouted we it. No, we, know. we have no hunting attire on, no nothing, just some boots. Average Joe's. Average Joe's. We walk the property. We meet the caretaker. The caretaker does. He flat out tells us there's no bucks here. The EHD wiped it out. They found 19 bucks. Um, and if we were going to lease it, we need to shoot a bunch of does. And he can't believe the lady's leasing this farm out. Yada, yada, yada. And we're like, oh, we're not really here to talk about the lady. We're not here to do this. We're not here to do that. We think we're going to go ahead and take the farm. Oh, okay. Well, we can help you guys out. You need to shoot does because it's buck does ratios. I'm like, okay, I appreciate you, bro. And um, next thing you know, come back down to turkey season to get my key from the same dude. Dude don't have my key. But what he does have is all of his turkey blinds set up and his whole entourage hunting. Our side. The lease that we just signed. I said, oh, bro, now I'm rolling in with top 10%. I got a ton of mineral on the truck we got equipment we and got, i got 12 cameras in the truck <laughs> and it's like uh no you're not turkey hunting on that side um and it it got ugly real fast from that point because now he knew it was a culture shock for him because he thought the average joes were coming in and then i think when he realized that and you see the logo trucks and you see things roll in and they're like oh wait these guys are well the these, whole the these whole, guys the are. whole thing was they knew the property was leased you're not gonna hunt right Right, a turkey hunt on a, on a farm that you know that's leased out, and say, "Oh, I, we didn't know. Mm-hmm. You didn't know. For one, I told you. For two, you had a brand new key for me. And three, so that's how we started on this farm. It was already a kicking, a giant kick in the nuts. It was, and we ended up meeting two of the best people. Two of the people in that party were super, super cool. Yep, super cool. I agree. And still to this to this time, I still talk to one of them. He's a cool dude from the south. Hands on, I gave him some seed, mineral, good people. We share intel. One hand shakes Chase, the other. Yes. That's just it. a super dude. Another guy was he's upset. He's mad. I get it. Right. I get it, but we didn't cause that. No. 
So long story short, we started out with a kick square in the nuts. What do we do? How do we handle it? We took a step back, did what we we're supposed to do. We handled it professionally. It didn't panic. Nope. Stayed on it. Mm-hmm. They removed the turkey blinds. Yep. And it was still a little rocky. Yeah. It was still a little rocky. And, and, and yeah. it, yeah. it was still a little rocky. It was whatever. We knew, we knew cameras were getting shut off, but we knew gates were getting opened up. And we there fixed some things. We fixed it. Yeah. We fixed it. And, 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 and all said and done, the intel started piling up because we stuck to the plan. No matter what the neighbor was doing, we stuck to the plan. The plan was to see which deer, put them on mineral, get some intel, boom, 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 identify three, four to five-year-old bucks right off the get, yep. watch them grow, yep. watch their patterns, and set food plots upon their movement from you can developing. See the, see the footage on our YouTube where Kyle and I are. Yeah, I mean, actually, there's there's quite a bit of footage from that farm on the YouTube. Yeah, we we, we did our we did our intel, and with that being a state where you can really put in the feed and mineral, you know, unlike Michigan and unlike um, Indiana, I don't like that grain line in Indiana, so we just chose not to mineral after a certain point we gave us a good three months and we chose not to put any feed out mm-hmm. which you can all the way up to a month before the season yeah, but days. i don't i don't want that gray line mm-hmm. we just picked strategic areas of rut activity and then we put our food plots in adjacent to those adjacent. areas so we're, we're we're good there i know we're gonna shoot two mature bucks off that farm I, yeah i agree too i think it, it's definitely now that the change happens and the corn's gone all that golden corral that they putting out over there you know what i mean is not gonna have them coming we're, in we're, they're, they're gonna move right we're into set. Our area. yeah and now we'll move our intel into there but let's just brings us back we are we are fully geared we've identified a deer we call the big nine mm-hmm. big brow a 13. Um, Mick Jagger. Uh, well, Mick Jagger came a little he bit came later. later. Yep. Oh, uh, cocaine. Cocaine or can opener, which now we took off the list. Can opener is not a, we got full intel on him. He's a three year old. Yep. Just giant, huge, funky rack. And multiple other four and three year olds that pretty much are all 130 class animals. Mm-hmm. Pretty much there's nine of them, 130 class. Yep. So, with that, we get into the opener. I drive one guy to one stand. Oh, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, let's, let's talk about the weather going into that. Yeah, let's I was going about- to let you handle it. Yeah, no. So, let's go to the point of like, all right, so we're all anticipating this opener. And their, their opener opens Labor Day weekend. So, we uh, plan of attack. Obviously, Labor Day, we're like, great. We're going to have all this traffic. It's going to be crazy. It really wasn't bad going down. Traffic wasn't too bad. Um, I know you guys got a late start, but so we had out, but as we're going into it, we're looking at the weather and we're like, it's been money, it's been money, it's been money. Ugh. Now, Smash. It, it's just, we ran into a big roadblock. Like, is no, the front going to come in? No is it arc. not? Yeah. I mean, it was literally, I mean, I, that, you know, Kentucky does have that arc thing somewhere there, I think. You know, I don't know where that's at, but they have, like, the arc exhibit or something. For those of y'all that are listening, there's a reason that the arc supposedly was there. Because I'm telling you what, the rain that came, <laughs> it was an absolute shit show. So, open and evening. Yeah, fast forward, 
all day long. We get up. We we had a you know, cabin and met some cool people and whatever. And we get up Saturday and we're screwing around and we're like, all right, let's, let's get things ready. No rain, mind you, up until this point, none whatsoever. We're thinking we might make it. We look at the look at the forecast and um, we're thinking that the forecast may put us into. Um, a little bit of rain, but later in the evening. And at that point, we really didn't know. We didn't really know, like, what was going to happen. So, Travel decides at that point, he's not going to hunt. He says, I'm I'm going to sit this one out. I'm going to make sure I'm going to dump you and Kyle. And at this point, we, like he said earlier, we weren't going to target the buck in, uh, in Kentucky on the other side. Um over by the Seed King's place. So he stays with us. We had the intel going. We're like, all right, cool. That's great. We're going to grind. We're going to get it done. Let's go. And we thought potentially that night, if everything worked as it had been playing out, that, like you said, we could potentially put two good deer on the ground. Nonetheless, we get to the stand. It's great. We get in there. Kyle gets settled in. I get settled in. We're all texting in our little group text, keeping everybody updated as far as you know, we're in, we're safe, we're ready to go, and uh, a little bit of drizzle starts. Just some drizzle. Now, mind you, Kyle and I are about, as the crow flies, we say 500 yards apart. 500 Maybe. yards, yeah. All of a sudden, Kyle's like, I'm getting wet. I'm like, I'm dry. I was dry as hell. Then the thunder starts. Then the lightning starts. Then... The absolute bottom drops out of it. Holy shit. Four inches of rain. In like an hour. Yeah. And lightning, thunder. I couldn't I couldn't <laughs> run that side by side fast enough to get you guys out on those stands. No. No. So I mean I had water in my ass. Oh, we were all it was bad. It was like two dryer cycles. We put like double the amount of money in the dryer at the at the uh, at the cabin to make sure that we could get get our stuff you know dry. And oh man, it was bad. It was so bad. So needless to say, it was so bad that there was no signal. I had no signal where I was at, so there was no communication. I couldn't tell travel to come get me. I couldn't do anything, and I was just waiting it out under an umbrella that wasn't working. So I basically took all my equipment, my camera equipment, and I had that inside of my jacket, inside of another jacket. And don't get me wrong, it was, you know, it was good that we could keep shit dry, but it was an absolute nightmare. And so we managed to get out of there, and we're like, holy shit, what are we going to do? So we look at the forecast again, and they were calling for rain the rest of the weekend. We didn't know. We had no idea. And then we got up um, Sunday morning, which would have been the 4th, and it rained most of the night and then looked like it was kind of breaking up a little bit and there was a spotty rain all over and we thought, well, maybe we can maybe we can make it happen. So we him hawed around and then you decided you were gonna make a little bit of an adventure, go see Dale. Yeah, I went across the state. <laughs> the state. Three hour drive there. Plus I we had no batteries in the camera over there. Mm-mm. And I said, well, if you guys happen to shoot a deer tonight, I'll come back. But I went across state, mm-hmm. and food plot was garbage. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, so I got intel on that, and it's Kentucky's just really throwing every dagger, ball kick in the world, like literally doing what Kentucky does. Bit up with chiggers. <laughs> Bit up with chiggers from all the work. Poison ivy. Poison ivy. Sumac. Everything. Sumac. Now there's these. It, it's just like you got to be kidding me. Got to have something good come out of this evening. Something. Something. It, it just literally is not summing up very well. It's no, we hot, were, we muggy. Were, we were pretty frustrated that morning after the rain, and, you know, we got everything dried out, and, you know, we didn't ruin any camera equipment, thank God. And, you know, so we were we were still positive. We knew that the weather, we didn't bust any deer out of there. We didn't have any issues. Hell, the rain kept anything from happening. I mean, there was nothing, no sign of life anywhere around us. I mean, even at the you know the neighboring farm, all the cattle and everything else, and, and everything around, they were all held up under some sort of protection. But uh, so fast forward a little bit into the day, tribal packs up, leaves. Um, we kind of come up with a game plan. We knew when he had to be gone. Kyle and I come up with a game plan as far as what we were going to do and how we were going to go about it. And uh, I was going to take him to the stand once we got. Um, to the other farm, and then at that point, then I was going to go and take myself a certain portion of the way in and, and park side by side, and then you know, kind of hike it in there and see what we can't do. So, um, at that point, uh, I think we you would we talked to you, you were about there when we got in the stand. Yeah, I was, you were, I was getting into the stand, checking out the food plot. I jumped in the stand, it was my first sit. Um, Never know what could show up. Um, I already had in my head there wasn't a deer I wasn't going to shoot unless something big showed up. And you guys got there and started group chatting again. And mm-hmm. yeah, and I mean, and then just, it started. It started right. It started right from the rip. Um, well, we have we have some regular regular fawns that showed up every day. Every day those fawns had been there for weeks. And they were there the night before, before the rain. You know, everything was textbook, you know, as it was the night before until it rained. And then, uh, so, as we're sitting there Sunday, it was, uh, I don't know, it was probably, I'd have to look back at my text or whatever with it, but it was probably close to 5 o'clock or something like that. I mean, we'd all been settled in pretty good, equipment settled in and everything. Fawns showed up, some turkeys showed up. They're out. Fawns leave. And then... This is on your stand. This is on my set, yeah. Um, and then I think Kyle had seen maybe a doe at that a point. A doe and a fawn. Yeah, a doe and a fawn. And uh, let, let me tell you, I could also see what they're seeing. Oh, yeah. I forget about that. Through our through our camera system, <laughs> I could literally see Kyle the way one camera is set up. I could see Kyle, and I could see one deer out there, and I could see Kyle in the tree stand. Where the other setup is, I could only see the food plot. And refresh, refresh, refresh. <laughs> Boom. Shooter's in front of Dan. One picture. Two picture. Ten pictures. <laughs> Ten pictures later, 
WTF, I text. What is he waiting on? I think right after that, Kyle's like, did you kill him yet? What's going right. on? Right, <laughs> and then another pitcher comes through, and he's 80 yards out in the food plot. I'm like, oh, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> so a couple of texts back and forth between Dan. Dan, I'll let you. Yeah, I, I you know, I'm, I'm confident in that forward-facing shot. I am. But knowing the terrain and knowing what that could amount to if something goes awry, I opted not to take that hard quartering to me shot. Looking back at the footage and looking back at it now, I kick myself and go, well, you had almost a complete broadside shot here. And then as he's standing there at the one point, he opens up. And I think you said something about that when you watched the footage the first time. Oh, or, I screenshotted yeah. in, the, in the camera. <laughs> yeah. And I said, so, what about this shot? What about here? this shot? Yeah. And <laughs> so he opens up and he turns around to like scratch his back. And when he does, he kind of opens that whole chest cavity up to almost a broadside shot, but not quite. Oh, it was broadside. It was, I mean, it was, but I mean, I would have had to have been it drawn. Happened, it happened fast. Yeah, and I had to have been drawn. And then he turns basically as they all mature animals do. They turn inside out, and then he walks straight away after this turkey comes in. And I'm like, what in the, ugh, what? I, I was frustrated as hell. The only thing, I, the only thing that I had in the back of my mind is this deer Mind you, when you go back and you watch the, you see the footage, or you go back and you watch the previous, when the calling our shots in Kentucky footage on our YouTube of Kyle and I, when you see this area, we knew what this deer did. We knew we had patterned this deer. We knew where it was bedded. We knew timing wise within roughly within, I mean, he was pretty textbook from that standpoint, like knowing we got close enough to him and we knew we read, we read, we read his, like we read his script pretty good. So we knew he would always come in early and then about 45 minutes to an hour later when his buddies came in, he was coming in to patrol his area and push all those other deer out. And that's what he did. I mean, so as we go through the process, and we'll 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 scratch through the hunt a little bit more here, but so I'm patiently waiting, frustrated, um, but yet still optimistic in the fact that he's going to come back in there. Now, mind you, from a target buck standpoint, he was really the only. I mean, obviously we hadn't seen some of them on the hoof, but he was really our only main target deer in this section of the farm. So it was one of those things where you're thinking this could go south fast and it could have been the only opportunity and now the season could get really, really long as we chase and chase and chase and hope that things don't happen. And, you know, we're trying to commit to killing in in velvet. That was our whole direction was we wanted to get in there and at least, you know, Scott's killed in velvet before and, you know, obviously Kyle and I never had, so we wanted to, to capitalize on that. So at this point, he leaves. I can't see the very far corner of the food plot, but I'm pretty sure they leaves the food plot. Can't see him in any of the trail cam pictures that as they're triggering. Um, and then we get um, as the the night trickles on, 
two bucks come, three bucks come, a couple does come, fawns come back, and things get crazy. Uh, I think I seen, I think I seen eleven deer total. And then all of a sudden, like I'm watching two younger, two and a half, three year olds um, in there. I'm watching them, and then we see the other deer that was in question shows up. We didn't know we'd never seen him on the hoof, so we didn't know whether he was, you know, aging, you know, appropriate, if he was mature enough or not. And it turned out to be that three and a half, that three and a half year old other nine point. I can help you with the text, sir. Read, I'll read you. Oh God. He was head on the whole time from the minute he walked in. He was, yeah, except for right when he came up there. I asked, he's still in the plot? Wait, wait, wait. He was facing the whole time. I put WTF. <laughs> yep. Blah, 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 blah. He, he's still in the plot? Yeah, far corner. He will come back. I hope so. I'm sick, but I didn't want to make a bad shot with him hardcore to me. Better to take safe shot. I know. Big Brows is down, boys. That's the next text. And it's not Big Brows. No, it wasn't Big Brows. It was Big Nine. Big Nine. But I was all all fired up he there. Was fired so, up. Yeah, so it was that was like there was nothing in between there, which is weird because we had other things going on. I think Kyle's seen a couple more, but that was that Doe and Fawn had come back and mm-hmm. did you seen I didn't see nothing. nothing. I seen raccoons. Nothing. Twenty seven raccoons. Yeah. I seen raccoons. I don't know. There was so many raccoons there, I was just like, man, I don't know. Dale seen a couple deer that night though, didn't he? Um, yeah, deal yeah, did. So, I mean, they, there was some movement. I mean, the deer were moving. I mean, um, oddly, the the way that the deer were moving at the other other spots there at the same farm I was at, they, you know, Kyle ended up not seeing anything, unfortunately, and didn't get an opportunity there. But um, needless to say, with plenty of daylight left, um, the big nine decides to show his face again and push out a couple of these other bucks. And when he does... He comes in, and what does he do? He's facing me head on again. And uh, in my mind at that point, I knew if he came back, I said, you know, it doesn't matter. I'm going to kind of wait it out, but I'm going to take the first, you know, ethical shot that I can take on this deer, and, you know, that we're going we're gonna to capitalize on this tonight. So when he comes in, of course, he's facing slightly quartering. wasn't much better than, than before. And that other buck that was in there with him kind of pushes him around a little bit and kind of moves around him. I think he was avoiding him, and then he decides that um, he makes a hasty move, and you'll have to watch the footage to see it. He makes a real hasty move like he's going to leave. And in the past, a lot of times, he hasn't left completely. He's just left that area and moved around and come back. But, yeah, he didn't... didn't, I mean, he stayed this time. He's... (laughs) He stayed, and so he makes um, makes a turn to go away, and he takes about two steps, and I stopped him with a quick bat bat and hit him higher in the shoulder, and he went about a step and a half or two after that, and it was a very short blood trail, very short. It was a... Done. You won't hear all that audio, but it, he yeah he definitely took it, and that arrow ran in right in through the esophagus through area. Through the esophagus, and it was pretty 
tremendous. Yeah, yeah we'll edit we'll edit out that uh, that part of the audio, but it's it's a you know it sounds like my my grunts to stop him, and then a large a very loud a loud grunt. Which anybody that's hunted and had something happen like that, they understand those sounds. But um, we try to. It was keep, as perfect as it could have went with that in strength. that situation. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and, and and that was it. I mean, that was the last. That was the last opportunity that when that deer, when he's exiting right there. I mean, maybe if he went across that top section more to the left, I would have had another broadside shot. But it's risky at that point. Then do you run? You know, then you're shooting through those limbs of this this beech tree. You know, and and then you're taking riskier shots than what the quartering to me shot would have been all along with the deer comfortable, and he was comfortable. That was, I mean, he was he was in his his area. That was like he was there regularly. I mean, like we said, we watched this deer and knew we. Well, go, let's uh, rewind. Like you found his sheds. I found his sheds on the second trip down. First trip, right? seventy-five yards coming out of CRP, where he they were crossing a fence, mm-hmm. put mineral in that area. And I'd have to probably say we have progression of that deer growing from day one all the way up to full velvet mm-hmm. to the day he was shot, yeah. his growth and antler growth. I bet we got 300 pictures of that deer. Right. Picked an area that was advantageous, and we we hit it with a lot of, lots of leaf. I came in with the skidster, cleared out. Six foot, seven foot of CRP. Mm-hmm. Nuked it. Let the cows in there. They fertilized it. Mm-hmm. Moved the cows out. Planted. We got tremendous growth. Um, the five two outdoor seed. Yep. The tonnage. Probably nine different bucks were using that. Him being the maturest buck of all. The rest are all fantastic 130s. Yeah. A um, lot of up-and-comers. Up-and-comers. And, you know, and it was really, it's really weird. We had three areas staged, two areas, really more two areas because we kind of broke off the one area. We did. Uh, two areas staged where we had multiple different bucks using different areas but not too far apart. But they mm-hmm. would never be seen cross so we kind of located, we located the core areas, we pinpointed the core areas. Well, we still have that now. I mean, even looking at what we have now, we have the same deer using two different sectors of where it, we're yeah, at. And, well, three, really, because of the other ones are the same now, too. just so, give it about a week and a half, and then they're going to cross. Yeah, and then they'll be all see. Because we reactivated the one site off the freeway. Mm-hmm. Got nine more bucks in there. Now these were mostly two and three year olds, no no mature bucks. One was is a real questionable ten right. point short short tines. Probably a three year old, but until you see him on the hoof, you're not gonna know. Right now we could we could have easily jumped in that stand, and killed that deer, but it still wasn't a target deer. Um, lost one deer. We won't get into that. Um. And then we ended up picking up a new deer by another area, putting out a regular trail cam. And now we've got him targeted mm-hmm. consistently in another area that we call 
basically a sweet spot. It's a transition area between the money spot. Yeah, it's just it's it's just one of the areas you know you can kill when when you get when these deer bucks start cruising. Now we've picked up a deer we call McDagger. McDagger is a mainframe eight, probably twenty two wide. Left side with twelve inch G two. Yeah, I was gonna say he's twelves. Right, Easy. right side ten inch G two, little little soft on the right side, with a ten inch dagger. Right, five year old buck. And we still got another five year old consistently showing up. Mm-hmm. Um, and we haven't even gotten in the rut. There's deer that we haven't seen that are literally just across the road, change, trading intel with. Good guy. He's got some intel, and he's showing mm-hmm. me two bucks. Uh, well, we don't know. We don't know what else is there. I mean, we have a couple other parcels that we have we have no intel on because we don't have we haven't had any interaction with those landowners or anything. We've no, we've it, tried, and we've we just haven't been successful at meeting the landowner yet. And I don't think they have really pressured anything yet. So, I think all that's just going to open. And these deer do weird things there because of the way that those ridges and you know those those benches and everything work between each of those different sections. They hold to their ground. Yeah, they stay really close to their core until I think then they start chasing out these these doe Two family weeks. groups. Yeah, yeah, a couple of weeks they're going to start moving around. But because um, we could literally identify, we 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 had a, a, a stranger show up. Mm-hmm. And we figured off two cameras where he came from. And then we heard of a deer getting shot. Mm-hmm. And instantly, <laughs> we I sent a text to the one guy I'm getting intel from. And I said, hey, did the deer have a little slight tear in his right ear? Eight point? Probably two-year-old, three-year-old. And he's like, yeah. Sends me a picture. And I'm like, yeah, we figured that deer was coming from there. Mm-hmm. And it really is a crow would fly, but I knew that hunter was hunting in that area. But it was it's not a deer we would have chased. Yeah. No congratulations to him on that deer, yeah, but it's sure. not a deer that we would have shot. Yeah, he definitely would have needed he needed Two another more year or two for yeah. sure. Um, I mean he would have been really good next year. You would have had to see him on the hoof. I mean, when he showed up on camera next year, you'd have looked at him and went, Ooh, wait a minute. Yeah, he ain't showing but, up on camera no, no more. No, he's not. I mean, he's on camera one last time. That's it. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, we we're getting a kind of core, four segment core of what's in the area, and that was the only two outskirt deer that we've drawn in. Mm-hmm. McDagger and that one, and McDagger has stayed. I don't know that that deer. I I, I just wonder because of where he first showed up. I wonder if we were just we no, didn't have that deer that deer that you think deer, he just he randomly come in yeah yeah because i think he was the one that you couldn't see the full frame on from the other side i think he came with that deer and then when that deer got shot he just relocated and um now mm. big nine's gone he's kind of working that core from the river back, back over to sweet spot yep um eventually he's gonna you know collide and with somebody else being gone, it ain't. <laughs> yeah, it ain't gonna. They're not gonna. He's gonna stay. Yeah, he's he's gonna he's, move. He's gonna move. I mean, you get the the big nine's gone from up 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 in the the river area. So that unless something else trickles in from somewhere that we're not expecting, that that definitely that's his core. That's area. gonna be his core area. He'll be there. 
you know, now he found it and he's he's there. He's been there consistently. Right. So. He has no no you know, no competition. He's already ran really. off that one nine point. Yeah, and that and he, that one other nine that was you know. I mean, I I hope that deer comes back because he's a good deer. I mean, next year that deer is going to be money with with the time length and everything that that nine has. You know, so I mean, he's he's, he's still showing on the top plot, but he right, he's not showing down in the bottom where he was at. Yeah, no. So, but that's you know that's the story of Kentucky. So we've been successful. Yeah, we we've, uh, we've drawn blood. Kyle is cat and mouse and really really hard. He got 30, 40 plus hours in stand. Probably forty hours. And he had he was real close. On, real on, close one night. Real close and. Mm-hmm. Um, we made a couple of arrangements, um, moves before we left. Um, we plan on going back down there probably Thursday. Giant cold front coming in. Yeah, 20, 25 20 degree differences. Yeah, and I, I believe that we're going to have a, a shot of getting him on there. And if we could kill that deer pretty quick, we're going to fly over to Missouri. And um, we know our intel in missouri and we kind of know their early patterns so that would just be a hang and bang mm. uh, food plot that we put in we had a camera on it <laughs> looked nummy was starting to come in looking great boom picture 25 speed goats i'm <laughs> talking about the speed goats from <laughs> no these are the these are the, these are the speed devouring speed eating some bitches <laughs> from a cattle field they come through broke through three fences right and we're literally watching on the camera going, oh, my God, the food plot is being eaten right before our very eyes. In, like, four days, they eat a whole food plot. And this, ain't, this is Amish country, so it ain't like I call the landowner and say, hey, bro, your, your stupid-ass uh, goats are out there eating the food plot. You know, I got to send a fucking pigeon to go land in this fucking yard to tell him, hey, your fucking goats are out. <laughs> So four days later, he calls me. Oh, I'm sorry. Goats got into that food plot. I said, "Yeah, I know." <laughs> Watched them, and that that's been our it's been our money spot. So that's that's another kick in the balls. It really uh, it really is. I it's mean, it's trying. It's testing us this year, ain't it? I right, mean, already. So. I mean, it's early, and we're already being tested. So. And, and, you know, and we're worried. We're worried. That we're hoping that the cold front helps that, but we're worried that EHD stuff is is always a concern. So you know, you you just hope that. Um, so how are you gonna see? This is Ohio. Is it's just so six cameras out, four with corn in front of them. Mm-hmm. Five does coming into one consistently. Seven coming to the other one. I mean, they're literally smashing it. Not a buck. Mm-hmm. Not a buck. And and the thing about that is that area we don't have a lot of ag around us. So if they they're somewhere on beans, I, they've got to come a long ways no from beans the beans. There ain't no there. beans. I didn't see any beans. Ain't no beans. There's no alfalfa and hay fields. And, right. And we should have seen a shooter buck, or two, or, or two, three, or three. But who knows? The I mean, sign is there, literally. But I mean, we're how, how do you say it? We're kind of learning the ridges and the lays of that. It's yeah, the hill country's different. It's Hocking Hills, and I don't think they're getting any reports of EHD. Um, 
Me and Kyle did smell something dead, but I checked the ponds. Yeah, nothing. The one pond, not a deer in there. We did smell something dead, but I didn't want to go up in there. I was already eating to death from Kentucky chiggers. Um, I just wanted to get out there and get the batteries and the cameras and get reset. And, um, probably we should have walked up on that ridge to look, but it could have been a raccoon. Something was dead up there. Who knows? Could have been any... Could well, have been. we have well, there's we've seen coyotes and stuff there too. So I mean, it, it easily could have been. It didn't smell like total kill. rancid death no. everywhere. It just smelled like a random dead thing in the woods. Yeah, and if you've ever if you've ever walked into an area with EHD concentration, you'll know exactly what we're talking about. It's a different, like you said, it's a rancid death smell. It smells like, ugh. and by the water, normally it just it's like that air is moist around it, and it's ugh. So yeah, nasty. It just wasn't like that. It was just something was one hundred percent dead. Yeah, and that was it. Right, something was dead, and that was it. Well, and I, and so, so fingers are crossed that you know this is not uh, you know, but that that's part of hunting. It's part of how it works. And you know, what I mean, we're gonna find something. You know, we're it's early. We still feel positive about Ohio. You know, we're we're happy to have drawn blood already. I'm thankful for that situation and and being able to one get a velvet on the ground and two check one box on my goals list for this year already and now it's just a, a matter of just keeping um keeping the momentum going hopefully Kyle and travel can get back down there and we can we can fill another tag in Kentucky and then shift right into the rest of our game and um get some more deer on the ground um there ain't no doubt that we're going to do that it's just a matter of when yeah, was, and where and putting a plan together it was very very Kentucky's been very very successful, Dan. You, you, this deer is not a slouch deer, it's a 147 inch deer, yeah. Full velvet on video. We can't ask for much more out of the hunt. We, no, we, we, we knew of the deer, and we're very, very thankful that for the team that that you know you pulled it together and, and made the shot and, and got that deer down. So, you know, we, we've got success, and and as a as a team, we got to take that success to know that we put that together. We and that's something that we got to touch more into, when, especially when I'm on here. Our team is growing stronger, and we still got some team members. You know, like Jay Flynn. I, I gotta give a shout out to my guy as as a super dad. But when he gets a chance to get back in the hunting world, he's a, so such a great asset to our team, mm-hmm. and we miss him dearly. Um, but he's just doing so much, but we've grown, we're growing to the point now where we're in that next stage of, we can extend to other clients besides our normal clients. Right. And that's where our website is coming in and we got a super web, web developer just, just creating just this masterpiece of a website. It's doing good. Very good. Um, yeah, so thankful that we found that 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 company. Mm-hmm. Um, I gotta give a shout out to Joe, Kyle's buddy Joe, put us in touch of Joe and his team. Um, they're out of Cleveland, Ohio. Outstanding job. Um, but we're we're getting all these things going. We got Skidster. We want to try to get another Skidster, mm-hmm. um, and and we're really amping up top ten percent land management 
The store's doing great. You know, this time of year, we were getting a little slow with the economic um, way things are. But the one thing, the one demand, everybody out there is labor. Mm-hmm. And, man, our team is is as strong as it could ever be labor-wise. And knowledge-wise, man, we've we be, we been doing this. Mm-hmm. We go to we come in, you give, give us a few days. Dan, you get a test to it. You're with us now. Dan's been out there hustling, doing his own gig. Mm-hmm. Dan's with us now. He could attest that, man, you blended it right in with us. And we're now we're, we're, we're strength by numbers. Right. But you can see when... Me and Kyle put our heads to something. We gonna call it. We if we call it, we can make it happen. We can make it happen. And and yeah, start plugging in those key players. Mm-hmm. And you know, like I said, it would be great to get Jay back. I spent a lot of time with Jay, but now that you kind of stepped in and you've filled that role as a podcast host, and now you're out there working with us side by side. You had your own hustle going where you've learned on your own things and we've got to learn from you. You learn from us. Powers in knowledge and we've taken our knowledge to now 10 different states and we're finding success and our clients are finding success. And, uh, you know, mm-hmm. hopefully you guys enjoy the video that, that, that we get to put together. I apologize. It should be done. We got one, one little piece running, to add to it. You I, guys just got back, so I've been running my editor to death. <laughs> Literally running Cooter inside five different projects. Um and not to make excuses for him, but I have to make an excuse. This is why that video is not completely done and out, because he's been doing as life will throw you. Coots is part of the FedEx team. He's part of the overall team and 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 while we're out on the road he fills in to to do some things of helping out and he's done a good job with it but he's going to have wednesday thursday and probably by friday we should see that video out yeah Um, i think before weekend and i got a hunch we're going to add to the story part two i got a hunch i got a good feeling about it too well tribal chief is going to get his shit together I've had every blunder using a DSLR. Yeah, new uh, new new camera tricks right, are ran, working ran that, you. Run that joker right out of battery twice now. Um, but you got extras now, so you'll I be got, good. I got extra batteries now. Um, and the fast approach with Michigan coming down. But, I mean, we got Jeremy Haas itching at the bit, and I got a couple good firms I'd like to see Jeremy jump into if, mm-hmm. if not. Remy's like, dude, y'all being a little loud. Dog, Remy's, Remy's, my dog's been missing me. He won't come off my hip. He's up on the podcast couch. <laughs> falling asleep. Sacked out. I'm Sacked. surprised he's not snoring. Last time he was up there, he was snoring yeah. so loud. So we've, we've, we feel really good, and we should bring you guys lots of action. Um, Cameron Silken and Skinny Jr. went out and just lambasted. Some geese. Yeah, they took a ten guys out. Mm-hmm. Cooter went with them and filmed, and they shot fifty birds in one evening. Fifty birds. Asa yeah, you- went out. Him and Cooter and a couple of their guys. They had some success. Mm-hmm. Um, so sure. that's kind of some new stuff going on. Um, 
Of course, the coyote hunting is always out there strong. Joe Bartos is out there running. Jason Miller is out there running. Mm-hmm. Um, we got some great stuff coming from Saturn Liberty Barrels. You're going to hear a podcast from one of the smartest dudes you could ever listen to. The knowledge is on, unreal. On barrels, this dude is a... An hour of time was, like, mind-blowing. Like, I was on a different level after... Right, <laughs> and if you're not, you know, familiar with Saturn Barrels, you know, get on there and check them out. Their website, we will intertie their website to ours. Yep. Um, there, I think their stuff is on there. I just don't know if I have the link built into it yet, but we'll get that done too. Yep, we'll get that to um, what's her name? Shelby. Shelby and Shelby will get that built in. Um, but we're gonna. I talked to Deb today, and she's gonna. They're gonna do a phone. Um, podcast with you. You'll give, mm-hmm. give her a shout tomorrow, and we're going to get that one lined up. Six millimeter arc barrels, which we sell here, and we put into our bills from Saturn. Mm-hmm. So we'll have them touching that. The 350 Legend mm-hmm. barrel, which we put into our guns. Um, mm-hmm. We'll have them have him get into that. Yep. And you'll learn the difference, and you'll understand that you don't have to spend $900 on a barrel to get one of the top performing barrels in the country, these guys build it for a fraction of the cost. Well, and when you hear the when you hear the background and you understand when when you hear the story, you yeah. you'll get it makes more sense. I mean, the things that we were told or we heard or whatever, you know, you <laughs> I hate to call some of that stuff a sales pitch, but you know what I mean when you listen to it and you hear the the raw honesty of going, you don't need that. This is all you need. This is why you need it. This is why. And he had all of the knowledge and everything to put behind it. And uh, they're just great people. And uh, it's a great company. So I think you guys will be happy to hear yeah, that. Yeah, that should be a fun podcast for yeah, you. Yeah, it should be. It'll be It'll be a good one. I'm, I'm, and, and your next hunt, you kind of on the map. You're not sure? Oh, God. Um, I'm not. I, I mean, I was banking on, obviously, I was banking on seeing what Ohio brought to the table, but nothing's really, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I probably, unless, uh, I think it'll probably, because I don't have intel, I just have past intel from my, from my, you know, parcels in Illinois. I think it may be Illinois. Not a bad choice. No, and then I may... I'm in Tennessee the second week of October for a big show with Dad. The Jack Daniels Barbecue's down that way, so I'm in. Um, we do a big knife show there on Saturday, so I'm in town for about four days. So I'm hoping that that um, that giant eight point that one sixty plus eight point shows back up that was there last year that we didn't kill. Hoping he shows up and I can get a crack at him. Maybe while I'm, I might bull hunt a couple days while I'm there and um, do some some different things. That so that might be that might be where I'm at. I mean, I, that's kind of it. And then hopefully between then, Indiana, Ohio, and, you know, Michigan. I know what's going to happen at my Michigan farms. They're gonna they're gonna open up. I, I've got prior potential there, just like we do on all the other stuff that we have here. And um, so it's just just a matter, but a uh, matter of time. But you know, you set the goals. You set, you know, I set my goals high. I know what I'm looking for, and I'm not going to fall short of that. You know what I mean? I, I, you know, you put it down on paper, and it's just like, you know, if you don't have goals and you don't have that mindset, and you don't have, it's the same thing with our day to day grind as far as what we're doing for 
um, the land management stuff. And that's exactly what we tell when we do these with the clients. When we do a consult and we're putting this stuff on paper and we're telling them, look, set yourself some goals. Put yourself here. It's the whole top 10% target aspect. Looking at your top 10%. And I think that's that's it. So I'm trying to put myself in a different um, a different mindset going into the rest of the season. Um, you know, there was some boxes to check. One of those boxes is already checked. And I think it will only... You know, continue the list will grow and the footage will grow. And I think we're going to have a tremendous season on film for you guys. I mean, I know what we got in store. I mean, between our conversations off record and everything else, I know what we're all looking at. Um, you know, I know some stuff's going to come back into, you know, Kyle's got some potential at his one farm in Indiana. I know our Indiana farm's going to produce. I mean, Ohio is. Fingers yeah. crossed. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. That's it. I know what I know. What wasn't killed at my Illinois farm. So, same thing there. You know what I mean? I know. I mean, I know we had some good deer there, and and we got some some prospects. So I think it's it's just a matter of time. So we'll we'll see what happens. But uh, other than that, I think we'll uh, we'll wind her down for you guys. Um, again, thank you all that have tuned in and listened. Um, liked and subscribed to our our YouTube as well as Instagram and stuff. We're going to try and make it easier for you to find us on all social media aspects with the media side of our um, our webpage. You know, like uh, Scott mentioned earlier, Joe and Shelby have been done a great job with us um, on that, and they continue to to keep delivering, if you will. Well, when they're they're also building an e-commerce side. Yeah, that's coming next. That's what's coming. Um, so we'll be able to... Once that e-commerce side is up, a giveaway is coming. I think, honestly, I think... I, a pretty good giveaway right off the get. I a, think that's a good one. But you know what I think I'm going to do? I think we're going to do... A, you know, Maybe any of you guys listening, I think we're going to do a giveaway... We're right at the cusp of, of bow season for Michigan. I think we're going to do a bow. When we get out of here, you and I, maybe let's put together a bow something to, for some more subscribers um, on the, the podcast and uh, in YouTube. We'll come up with a little something. So stay tuned for that. We, yeah, I, I, that ain't nothing what, compared what, to the ones I want to put No, on no, no. We got, we got a tremendous one coming as soon as the... You know, as soon as everything's ready to go, we're, we got uh, we got a couple things planned for that that you guys are really going to like. And then um, we're going to try and keep those moving. We're going to, you know, that uh, we like giving that stuff to you guys and having you guys understand why we use the products we use and, and uh, go from there. So other than that, if you haven't done it yet, get on there and subscribe. If you haven't liked, followed, left a, you know, a, a written review, do it. We appreciate it. We appreciate all you guys, all you guys out there, and uh, stay tuned for that footage. Like we said, the footage of my hunt should drop. I'm hoping by the weekend. So I think I think he should be. Dropping. Everything's done. I think he's just got to get the last that the what we had on Kyle's. Yeah, I think he should be dropping. That's what um, happens when you film like with three cameras, <laughs> four cameras. By Friday, he's got everything lined up pretty good. Um, I haven't seen it yet. So. Job. He did a tremendous job getting everything. Um, it, we got a lot of YouTube videos from up there now that kind of prelude to that hunt. Mm-hmm. And then um, we get into the hunt and you get to meet um, Usher and <laughs> um, Usher at the cabin. Usher at the cabin. Um, Usher is my dog, Archer, by the way. <laughs> he got a new name. It's Usher. <laughs> So, 
Yeah, we um, should get a lot of that up together, and then you could go back in, and hopefully we get somewhere another tie in some of the other previous set workings, you know, and put it at the end there and put it in the comments or something. Mm-hmm. Go back and see the the setup beforehand. Um, you know, we got we got some exciting stuff, and hopefully we could add to that Kentucky. St- I don't know what Remy got going on over there, but what's good? Sleepy that, itch. Yeah, that Joker. That Joker is in full run in his sleep. <laughs> got the little legs just a pumping. He's dreaming the doggy dream, right? But we um, gonna try to get back down there. Mm-hmm. Now back down to Kentucky. Maybe finish the story on one of the deer. Um, and then hope. I'm I'm hoping. I'm really really hoping we could get there. Get into some action. Chapter two. Chapter two. Swing across. Redesign for rut activity in Dawson. Mm-hmm. And leave one of us untagged. Slide into Missouri. With a little luck, a little luck, finger luck, cross our fingers, slide up in the tree, throw a double set up, and maybe get Kyle on early deer. We've 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 done it before. But man, we got to catch this cold front. We got to catch either the beginning or the tail end of this cold front. Looks like it pushes into the middle of next week, so I think you're going to be good. And then it looks like it only peaks for about five degrees, and then it stays cold again from mm-hmm. what I looked at yesterday. So but we get that big transition, and, and I ain't gonna lie, Missouri is one tough joker to hunt come rut. Mm-hmm. It's it's just big country. And you might see a 200-inch deer, and then you literally passing up on 50s. And you're like, man, why am I passing this deer up? Because you might never see that 200-inch deer again. Right. I don't know. I haven't seen that area. I'm excited to see that. I'm excited to see that area and see what that's about. It is. It's just big country, and I think Ohio is going to be the same thing. It took us a minute to figure out Missouri, big country. Fingers crossed, fingers crossed, fingers crossed. I mean, man, 299 acres of dense hardwoods full of mature oaks. It's 299 on one side. We had another 50 on the other side, 40, 50. 300. It's it's a lot. Big, and another 800 acres behind it. That's unhunted. Only hunted for gun. Yeah. I don't get it. I don't get it. But I think it may be. If you don't know where those first set of acorns are dropping, mm-hmm. you're literally out of action. Maybe. You're out of it. I don't know. Everything just shut off in here. I know. It's weird. It got it so air. quiet and the air conditioner went down. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I think I think there's definitely, there's going to be some changes and some things that we're going to have to adapt to. Like like Scott said earlier, the hill country is a little bit different for us. You know, we, we hunt a lot of different terrain in a lot of different places, but that's it. We have expanded our, our adventures and we're going to keep expanding and, and growing and hunting all different places. Not that we haven't hunted in Ohio cause we have, but it's, um, some of those areas are just different. And when you get into those vast farms that are, are large hill country and lots of big woods, if it's 300, they hunt like a thousand. <laughs> in some literally, of those places, it's like 1,500 acres, 1,500 acres of all hardwood, not a single crop. Mm-mm. One hayfield, 
And that is it. Yeah, there's some, there's a little bit of ag on the other side, but it's like hobby ag. It's not anything that would hold any kind of retention or anything like that. So, See, it, like in Missouri, we got ag everywhere. And no, we got ag almost perfectly on the outskirts of the big woods. Hmm. And the deer always stay in the big woods. We don't even hunt the ag in Missouri, mm-hmm. but we know they go to the ag at night. So you hunt the transitions to get we, to yeah, right. Get between we, them. So we just got to identify the food source. I, I don't know either that or EHC because it's it's I usually never miss on placements of cameras. I don't, I don't, I still, I, I mean, fingers are crossed. <laughs> I, I don't, I'm like, I'm confident in what I've seen. I'm confident in my first walking and confident in what I've seen on neighboring adjoining properties. I mean, that first deer that I've seen there, that deer is not a slouch by no means. Oh, we saw a pretty good 140 class, but right down the road. The, the one you and I seen too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the other one that I've seen that I sent you pictures of the uh, on my first initial, that deer was... Much better than that. We'll just leave it at that. Much better. So, yeah, I, mean, I don't know. It's got to be there. It's got to be there. I usually don't miss. I'm shooting. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shoot something over 160 there, guaranteed. Oh, my God. I'm doing it. I'm putting it out there right he now. He just stuck his foot so far off his ass. <laughs> Mr. Uh, Mr. I'm going to shoot seven 150s oh, over there. Uh, no, five. Uh, Let me five. get it right. <laughs> No, it's, I mean, it's not, I mean, I mean that's it. I got a lot of season left. And, I do, uh, too. Three over 150 is all I'm looking for the rest of the season. I don't care where they come from. That's it. I, I just know maybe in Ohio, we might have to pull them off the side of the fucking road. <laughs> might come out of the creek bottom. And get, get there, and, and that joker be rotting and smelling, and be like, oh, Ugh. yeah. God, I hope not. It's, it is what it is. It's, it's a gamble. It's very, very terrifying to know and to see all the... look. Literature of EHD is around. So close. Too close for comfort and not seen. But, but, here's a big but. The sign was there. The sign's there because it's there. And there's too many does there. I just think we're so far off from the actual food source that is the summer Right. Food source. That they're not there yet. Like, I identified that in, in, in Indiana. I, I, I freaking said it. They're going to yeah. leave this area. Right. And we they have, did. We, have we knew that. Now. They're going to leave. 100% going to leave. We will not see a deer. You get, Don't even bother. That was um, very similar there as opposed to Ohio. Because I think Ohio might be a little even a little bit further away than those food sources. Because we had some in Indiana, but not. They weren't right on top of the farms. I mean, the one farm, it's right I mean, there. It's but so so big. Right. I don't know. I don't know. Send us a message. You know that area in Hocking Hills? If you're listening, send us a message. Help us out. We're, yeah, we're, tell us. If you got EHD ra- you know, ravaging even, your deer, let us know, man. We Or even, even you know, if they travel, how they travel. And, you know, because I can see it. old buck rubs. I can see them. The one area where we got corn now. They literally find a line mm-hmm. of trees that are, you know. 
just shredded from previous years. The same line being overused over, 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 over. That's just that means there's bucks gonna come in there. Historic data. Right. It means we're in the spot. But where the fuck they at? They'll be there. They'll be there. So here we go. Season's upon us. Dan's on the board. Got a great kill on video. And me and Kyle got time and chigger bites. Uh, but it's just a matter of time. It's going to happen. Before we start dropping some deer and um, get our shit together and um, add to the stories. Right. So well, That's it. Congrats. Thank you. Appreciate it. Lots of work. Lots of work is good when it pays off like that. And that's what we do. Put in the work. What do you think, Remy? Outcome the results. Remy's over there, says, man, you guys are too loud. I thought you were wrapping this up 20 minutes ago. I know, right? Look, at, He's looking at me like, come on, Dan. Wind it down. <laughs> All right, we out. All right. Take care. Thanks again for listening to you guys.